0: Hi everyone, this is Typhoon Talks, brought to you by Typhoon Consulting, a boutique management consultancy headquartered in Hong Kong, and I'm Chen Yang, a business consultant here with the firm. Recurrent problems often suggest some deeper issues. We often look for quick fixes to fix these problems, but what we have really solved are only the surface issues instead of the root cause. In this episode, I'm joined by my colleague Claire Simon. process management expert to discuss a very simple but powerful tool in process improvement called 5WISE tool. Welcome Claire.
1: Thank you Chen.
0: A lot of tools have been developed these days around project management. Why are you interested to pick this tool for discussion?
1: So operational excellence is a capability that matters to Typhoon along with strategy and transformation. Improving processes is important in ever-changing environments. As the technology advances, some new tools and ways of working are developing as well. We hear a lot about agile, big data, etc. But some tools are timeless, and they can be used and adapted for any occasion. So today, I want to talk about a very, very simple, straightforward first example, and we will talk about the five whys.
0: So where does this five whys tool come from, and what does it consist
1: of? So the five whys was developed around 1930s by uh, the founder of Toyota Industries, who developed also a lot of other lean techniques. The five whys consists in asking the question why several times, starting from a problem to arrive at the root cause of an issue. So see, for instance, you have a problem and you're trying to understand it and to understand why it happens. Very often, what happens is that you only fix the immediate causes instead of going up to the root causes. The difference is that if you fix the immediate causes, there is a high likelihood that the problem will happen again. You actually want to prevent the problem from, from re completely. That means that you want to eradicate the problem by treating the root causes. For that, you need to ask the question why several times until you get to the root cause of the issue. So let's take a very simple example of a machine breakdown. Let's say the machine broke down is my issue. I want to understand why it broke down. Uh, By analyzing the issue, I see that it came from the robot head, which was malfunctioning. Why was the robot head malfunctioning? Well, because of an incorrect air pressure reference. Why was there an incorrect air pressure reference? Well, because there was an air leak in the system. Why? Because an air pipe had a tear. Why? And then you get to the bottom of it, explaining that, well, actually the air pipe was five years old and it was never replaced. Why? Well, we didn't have this part in the spare parts list. Why? Because the manufacturer did not identify it as a spare parts. So that is a very simple example that leads to the root cause of a breakdown pointing at a list of spare parts that was actually missing an item. So I think a lot of
0: times when people only ask one why, they thought they found the solution, but it's actually not the root cause of the issue. And as a result, they just wasted a lot of time and resource to tackle that surface issue.
1: Yes, absolutely, and it's also very important to understand the difference between corrective action and preventive actions. So when you tackle an issue, you will have to, in one part, use corrective actions to, for instance here, repair the machine. Well, that's actually only a corrective action. You want to make sure that the issue does not happen again. To do that, you actually need to put in place preventive actions, here for instance, You need to update the spare policy and make sure that the maintenance department will organize preventive maintenance to happen so that the issue never happens again. So since the tool is
0: called Five Whys, does that mean that I always need to ask five times why this
1: happened or why is it? So that's a very good question, Chen, because... A lot of people think that because it's called five whys, you have to ask the question why five times and you get to the root cause. Actually, it is called five whys just for an anecdotical reason. Based on some statistics, people from Toyota showed that the root cause is achieved in roughly an average of five whys. But for each problem, you may have to ask the question why maybe three times or you may have to ask it ten times. It also depends on how exactly you phrase the question and where you want to stop.
0: Right. So in which circumstance would you use the 5 tool?
1: Of course, the 5 was developed by Toyota. So in the automobile manufacturing industry, it is used very easily in the manufacturing industry everywhere. So for instance, you can use the 5 if you have a breakdown of an equipment, low utilization of equipment, high scrap rate, etc. But really, you can use a 5 y anywhere and in any type of process improvement, even outside manufacturing industries. For instance, in the insurance or banking industry, you could use the 5-Ys to understand why a specific process is not working. Let's say your issue is you have a too long turnaround time, or you have client insatisfaction on a particular item, Or you have costs that are too high and you need to understand why in order to tackle your issue. So basically, the five whys can be used in any situation where your process is not working as efficiently as it could be.
0: But is it possible that sometimes the root cause is more complex and it's more than one root cause? In that circumstance, can we still use the five whys tool?
1: Yes, absolutely. Depending on the complexity of your problem you will potentially have several root causes. If you think about the picture of the tree and its roots, it does make sense that an issue can be caused by different root causes. So if you ask the question in the right way, there is a high likelihood that at some point there will be branches. There will be several reasons for one specific event to happen. So in the end, you will have to look at all the different root causes, and it can take a few uh, iterations to arrive there so that you can tackle each of them or you can decide which ones are the ones that you should prioritize in order to tackle the, the whole issue. How do I
0: decide which one I should
1: prioritize? Well, in a way that is based on the resources that you have available, the potential cost to perform the actions. Let's imagine that you arrive to the different root causes and based on all these root causes, you will want to eliminate them so that the problem does not happen again. It may be that eliminating only one or two root causes will allow for the problem not to happen ever again, or it may be that you need to tackle all the issues, but you may not have the resources to do so. So once you arrive to all the root causes, then you can start doing your action plan. And of course, you'll have to prioritize your actions based on the resources available, the number of actions you have to do, etc. What are the stakeholders you need to involve in using the FiveWise tool? So this is a very important question. Who should I involve when I do a FiveWise? There are a few stakeholders that are very important to get. Of course, first, you need to have the investigator, probably yourself, the investigator should be as impartial as possible. Then the second type of users are the end-users. So they are the users of your process. In the manufacturing industry that would be the operatives. In the process industry it could be so for instance the system users. You also really need the subject matter experts. So they could be um, let's say in the manufacturing industry maintenance people or in the process in industry, they could be like process experts or system experts, etc. And last but not least, you need management. Why do you need managers? Mainly because you want good participation and coordination between the different parties involved. But also when you get to the actions at the end of the session, you also need authority. So you need a role that can take the responsibility to assign actions to make sure that they really happen.
0: But to find out the root cause, do you need to talk to all of these stakeholders? What would be the best format of communication? Is it interviews or participant observation
1: or survey? What is the best way? So actually, it could be a combination of that. Ideally, the way to do that would be a formal meeting with all the stakeholders around the table, so that in only one place, you can write down the issue and then get to the bottom of the root causes, ideally in one session, but it can be several. You need this so that there's a lot of interaction between people, so that is the ideal case. But of course, that may not happen. And I'm thinking, especially in the financial services, it may be difficult to get absolutely all the types of users around the table. So what you could do is go to the different people and ask them the different questions. So in terms of, like you said, interviews, et cetera. And it may be that you don't have to ask them officially why, 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 so that you don't have to show that you're actually carrying out a five whys, but you can do it in a more soft way, where for you, you know exactly what you're achieving, but you can ask the question in a different way so that you understand the actual wise and you understand the true process so that then you can start improving it.
0: A problem of inviting all kinds of stakeholders to the same meeting is that sometimes it turns into a free discussion in the end because if people are from different departments they might not even understand what each other are doing at the moment so it will be more difficult in terms of communication. Why do you think bringing everybody together would be a better idea?
1: Actually, the fact that people share their views and maybe the views are different is very beneficial because you can find out that the process is not working properly because people don't understand it correctly the same way or they have different understandings. But it is also the role of the investigator to lead the meeting correctly and to make sure that there is a scope to it. And it's also important to phrase the issue at the start so that everyone understands the issue. Once you have all the stakeholders in the room,
0: what are the major steps that should be taken to successfully carry out a five whys?
1: Okay, very important to have this investigator there to lead this meeting. The very first step that you want to take is to ask the problem, the initial problem, and for everyone to understand this definition of the problem. Once everyone agrees on the problem, Then you can start brainstorming step by step. So you get the problem and you will ask the first question, why? So here you can use the rules of brainstorming. So for instance, you need participants to have an open mind. You can use post-its or you can use a paper board and go around the table several times until everyone agrees to it. Then the way you ask the problem and the way you get the answers is very important. So you really need everyone to agree on the definition at each step. But then, when you write the answers, it's also very important to be precise in the answers. And it's important to make sure that it flows back. So when you ask the question why, you want to make sure that when you start from the root cause and get down to a problem, you can say this happened because that happened, because that happened, etc. Finally, it's very important to understand where and when to stop. So when you investigate fully, you want to always be based on facts. If at some point there's anything that you're not sure about, even with all the people around the table, it's where you should stop to then get the right people to answer the question. You shouldn't say, I don't know. And if you do, then that means you need further investigation. You know when you get to the root cause, when you can't go further within your remit of action. So for instance, in our previous example, the manufacturer did not identify this part as the spare part. Well, it's not something that you can really um, tackle because it's in the hands of the manufacturer, and that was five years ago. But what you can do is update your own version of the spare part list.
0: When you start this meeting with different stakeholders, is it better to have an idea of where the root cause is?
1: Actually, it's a very good question. Sometimes people start the five whys by thinking that they know already what is the root cause. It is very important to start with a completely open and blank minds. So you just make everyone understand the problem. They might have their own assumption of what the root cause is, but you'll see that around the table, different people have different assumptions. So it's important that you really start with a blank page and you don't lead the conversation towards only one initial hypothesis because you want A lot of brainstorming to happen until you get to different root causes. Actually, you might be very well surprised of the result of this 5-wise exercise. So it's better to carry out
0: without a hypothesis? Absolutely. Okay, the 5-wise tool sounds very simple and effective to me to review the root cause of an issue. For anyone who wants to carry out the 5-wise tool, do they need to have any special skills or
1: capabilities? The beauty of the five-voice tool is that you don't need to be a subject matter expert to carry it out. You really need to be curious about the process to try and understand it in order for you to improve it.
0: This has been a great discussion. Thank you, Claire, for taking your time to join me today. This concludes this episode of Typhoon Talks. Follow us on Twitter at Typhoon iTunes and SoundCloud at Typhoon Talks for past episodes. Also, welcome to visit our website at typhoonconsulting.com for more industry point of views. We hope you will join us again next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.